Hi everyone, welcome to the Cloud Architect podcast, a podcast about cloud, technology, and the people using it. Welcome everyone, Nicholas Blank here with my co-host Warren Detoy. Hello. For more information on this podcast, as well as other shows, browse to http colon forward We'd like to take a second to introduce both of us. My name is Nicholas Blank. My name is Warren Tatoy. And we'd like to tell you what do we do and why are we doing it? Both of us have a role in the architecture space. Both of us deal with cloud every day and both of us are customer facing. And what that allows both of us to do is of course to have a look at the cloud landscape and realistically apply that to our customers. My personal focus is of course messaging. I've come from the exchange space for many, many years, and I've crossed over into the Azure space. Warren, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? For sure. I come from a networking background, very much open source as well. And I've done a couple of talks where I go and I tell people this is how they should move their stuff to Azure and the caveats behind it. Uh, There's also a lot of open source things inside of Azure that people don't really know about and they can take advantage of. So, why yet another podcast, or yep, as we say, in the open source world, because yes, it was taken. Um, (laughs) We are going to try and give you as much information as possible about the new and upcoming things in cloud, but not just tell you about them, tell you how to use them, tell you why it's useful to you. With that, let's move over to items that are topical. This week, we've seen Microsoft Inspire. Microsoft Inspire is the previous partner conference and lots of news that has been released. We're not going to gloss over all of the items. We're going to talk about two things that are of interest to us, particularly that Azure Stack has been released, and we'll talk about more of that in a second, and about a new product called Microsoft 365. So with that, we have the release of Azure Stack. Now, Azure Stack is the promise of a subset of Azure features that are on-premises. Previously, we had a version of this that was known as Azure WAP, not to be mistaken with any one of the other three acronyms or more that we have in the Microsoft ecosystem with a WAP acronym. So, Windows Azure Pack became Azure Stack, and Azure Stack, as I mentioned, is a subset of Azure. However, Azure Stack has one big caveat. It is only OEM. So you can either get it from Dell, HP, or Lenovo. These certified hardware solutions, uh, they order integrated systems by contacting different hardware partners, and those systems come ready to run, end-to-end customer support, no matter who you call, and will be available in 46 countries. The big news of this, of course, is that last version, so in Windows Azure Pack, any customer, no matter how large or small, was able to download and install Windows Azure Pack on top of their own hardware. However, Microsoft has decided to step back from that with Stack, and we saw this halfway through the evaluation lifecycle of Stack, where Microsoft made Stack available in everything, and then took a step back to make it available only on OEMs. Speaking to Microsoft, Microsoft have said that they've done this deliberately so that everything from the NIC driver upwards and the firmware that's available on the NIC is now perfectly matched by the OEM 
and gives us an end-to-end -end support story. Something that is also available is the Azure Stack Development Kit, which is a free single-server deployment that is designed for you to trial and present proof of concept today, and you can use your prototype for your applications. The portal, Azure services, DevOps tools, marketplace content are the same across the SDK release and integrated systems. So applications built against the SDK will work when deployed to a new multi-server system. Next, we'll talk about the release of Microsoft 365. Now, Warren, I don't know about you, but talking to customers large and small, customers are already confused about this thing called 365, and customers may have thought that Microsoft 365 already exists. Correct. Today, I have customers that are confused about this thing called Office, that is inside this thing called Office 365, and they often think that Office 365 is actual Office, the, the desktop version of Office. We know, of course, that the correct name for this is the Microsoft Office 365 Pro Plus version of Office, not to be confused with anything else that is Microsoft Office 365. So now we have yet another name, another SKU, called Microsoft 365. So what have we got inside this SKU? Well, we get uh, Microsoft 365 E3, and we get Microsoft 365 E5. Both are available for purchase on uh, the 1st of August, 2017. So E3 and E5. E3 and E5, yes, that's correct. And what else do we get with that? Support. <laughs> uh, you get a Windows license. That's new. That is, that is the new thing about Microsoft 365, is the fact that not only do you get all of your Office applications, you get Windows as well. So one thing we need to mention is that not only do you get E3, E5, Windows 10, but you also get a full fat license of EMS. That's correct. EMS, of course, stands for Enterprise Mobility and Security. That combines four more SKUs. That includes Azure AD Premium and a host of other products, which we're not going to unpack today. What we do want to mention, though, is that... Microsoft 365 appears in two flavors. It appears in the enterprise version and it appears in the small business version. That's correct. In the business version, helps companies achieve more together by connecting employees, customers, and suppliers, empowers employees to get work done from anywhere on any device, protects company data across devices with always-on security, and simplifies the setup and management of your employee devices and services. So catching through the marketing, I think what Warren is trying to tell us is that you get the full fat version of everything you can do in the enterprise queue. However, it is dramatically cheaper. And when we say dramatically cheaper, it's $20 for everything all in. That's right, folks. $20 all in. And now that we've proved that I can read from the Microsoft blog website, let's move on to something else. So in the tips and tricks section of this podcast, we're going to talk about a new network technology that Warren has come across. And this dramatically simplifies the networking segment and integration with not only Azure, but even allows us to empower multi-cloud scenarios with deployment across web providers. Warren, do you want to tell us a little bit more about what you found? Yeah. First off, I think we should start at how complicated it is to create point-to-site VPN within Azure. It's not exactly the easiest thing in the world. Uh, you have to generate self-signed certificates. You have to download a specific client. 
this client's only available for Windows. So it actually becomes a bit of a problem. I found something in the SDN world, and for those of you that don't know, uh, that's software-defined networking called Zero Tier. And if you go to www.zerotier.com, you will be able to see this for yourself. It basically allows you to create a wide area network incredibly simply and easily with a web portal. You log into the web portal, you create yourself a network, you can create routes, you can create default routes, and then all you need to do is install an agent. The agent is available for Windows, it's available for Mac, it's available for Linux, it's available for iOS and Android. So all you need to do is install an agent and once you've installed this agent, you connect it up to your network. And it is as simple as that. All it needs is an internet breakout. So what you're saying is two prereqs. One is I install an agent on a device. That's correct. And the other one is I have internet access. That's correct. What if I have a proxy in the way? You can configure a proxy. All right. So, so what you're saying is I have software-defined networking across networking boundaries. That's correct. And so how does this make my life easier when I have a, a network that's defined in Azure with a bunch of servers in it that I'm potentially offering services to, and I have something on premises, be that in my home office or in my enterprise network? How does that make my life easier? So essentially, without you having to create complex routing rules on all of your end or perimeter devices, you can just install an agent and it negates all that. The nice thing about it is that you can give specific people access to specific resources inside of Azure without actually having to do the nitty gritty of putting them into different network security groups or VNets, those kinds of things. Inside Zero Tier, you can give them their own subnets and what they have access to. Warren, before the show, we were talking briefly about an example you mentioned where you try to demonstrate point-to-site VPN to a financial services audience and how, and how difficult this was trying to get all this stuff working across Windows and Mac devices? Well, that's correct. So essentially, we had some economists and these economists wanted to leverage the computing power of Azure. They didn't want to have huge servers on site and they wanted to put all of their servers inside of Azure, give them as much RAM and CPU as they need and that's how they wanted to do it. However, since they're working with client data, that data needs to remain secure. And they didn't want to leave the RDP port open to the world. They wanted to be able to get into the Azure network securely, and they wanted to be able to work on those servers. Problem came in, these guys are economists. They have no idea how to self-sign certificates. They have no idea how to run the PowerShell behind it. They have no idea what a certificate signing request is, downloading the, the package from Azure, configuring the VPN gateway. And then along with that, you've got the costs of a VPN gateway. That VPN gateway, unless you put it on a basic SKU, is gonna actually cost you money every month. So by using zero tier, all you are paying for is the ingress, egress traffic. You're not actually paying for the VPN gateway itself. Well, we know that with Azure, we effectively only pay for egress traffic. So traffic that leaves Azure and other cloud providers will charge us for ingress and egress traffic, depending, of course, on, on the specific scenario. But let's talk about how do I get started and why don't you walk us through 
I have a home scenario, so I've got a home office or maybe even office of 10 employees and I have something in Azure, how do I connect to that with either all of my workstations, maybe one workstation at a time, all my workstations, or I want to route all of my network traffic through Azure using ZeroTech. Can I do that? For sure. So for the small business, the guys that generally have some sort of a server on site, and generally, you'll find it's a Linux server because it's open source and they don't have to pay for the licensing fee. All they do is install the zero-tier client on that Linux server with IP tables as a firewall, and they force their traffic out that interface. If they do that, the entire office will be forced out the zero-tier interface and will hit the Azure machine on its zero-tier interface. So let's assume I'm not as, shall we say, cost-sensitive, other people may say, cheap to run a <laughs> Linux box. What if I have a router of some sort that I've already invested on? This could be a Dell, it could be a Cisco, it could be an HP device, so maybe something in the mainstream or maybe something smaller in the Soho segment. How do I connect up my entire network to use zero tier and flow it to the internet? To be honest with you, if you have spent the money on a device like that, then chances are zero tier may not be your best option. I mean, as much as I like to be the guy to push free, free stuff, um, having an IPsec tunnel to one of those devices straight into an Azure VPN gateway is probably your easiest solution because that way you don't have too many puzzle pieces connecting it together. You have your IPsec tunnel between your firewall and Azure and you have your devices, you share the subnets. So you're advocating that we still use a site-to-site -site VPN if I have a device that's capable of it. If I don't have that, or I maybe have a few workstations that need to consume something securely in Azure, and this particularly may be a virtual machine, as you mentioned, 100%. I would use ZeroTier to publish that out securely. Correct. What about a, a larger scenario? If I'm a, a connected enterprise, we're talking about hundreds of users, is there a scenario where my router is able to consume ZeroTier as a client? Not at this point in time, however, on GitHub, there has been a user that has decided to go and port the zero-tier package to a DDWRT or OpenWRT. And as a lot of people know, WRT is an open source operating system for many router models that are out there. One of them being ASUS, uh, where you can go and flash your wireless access point or your ADSL modem with OpenWRT. You can install the zero tier package and you can add that to your network. Uh, in that case, that can work. But generally, if you have a lot of users, you are going to have quite a hefty device on the perimeter. Hefty device on the perimeter costs money. Rather use that to connect to Azure the right way. All right. Warren, I'm hoping that we can expect a follow-up blog post from you on this. Indeed. So yes. that... Our intrepid listeners know how to get this stuff going. A couple of nice screenshots, maybe some Windows and some Mac step-by-step. -step. Speaking of which, I actually do have the Netflix post up on how to route your traffic from one country and break out in another using simple IP tables and zero tier. And what, where do people find that blog post? www.waza.co.za that's W-A-Z-A dot C-O dot Z-A. 
we will be following this up with a, a blog post, which you'll be able to find on the architects.cloud as well. Warren, how do people find you? They can find me at Warren DT, so at W-A-R-R-E-N-D for Delta, T for Tango on Twitter and Facebook, Warren Detway. You'll be able to find me on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram at Nicholas Blank. Our social media story is still evolving. As we add social media options, as they make sense, you'll be able to find that on our website.